Good morning. This is uh, Sunday morning, June 28th, which is my son's birthday, one of my sons. Uh, and he's way out in Oregon, and I'm in southwest Florida, so we're not going to be able to be together today. But I wish him a happy birthday, and I'll chat with him later today um, and remember his birthday. As you can see, I'm wearing a tie, which I don't often wear a tie anymore. That's kind of not done so much in Southwest Florida. But today we're doing a wedding. And uh, a couple's coming in this morning. And they're going to have a very small wedding. They're trying to work it in between all the work they're doing. Um, because they have jobs and they are working hard. But I'm delighted to do their wedding. So we'd give a shout out to uh, Monica and to Dane as they get together and have create a wonderful Christian home. Uh, we do give them our blessing, and we are delighted that they could get married this morning and have chosen to do it in a Christian marriage here in the church, where uh, it'll be very small, but it'll be meaningful to them, and of course it's meaningful to everyone. Uh, when a couple commits themselves to join together, I was uh, reminded of the wedding in Cana, which uh, Jesus performed the miracle of turning the water into wine. And it is fascinating that Jesus would use this incident of a wedding in which to show his divine power and his ability to control. I thought that element, that uh, turning the water into wine, seemed like a normal, such a normal thing. There were different ways of preserving um Grape juice in those days, one of them would they turn it into, uh, they'd take the raisins and they would um, dry them out and then they would smash them. And then they'd add water again later and kind of out of the pace and make a drink out of that. That was one way. There were other ways besides adding a little bit of alcohol to them to preserve or fresh, fresh grape juice. I don't know which one they use or which. The Bible, when it uses the word wine, doesn't seem to care which way. So here is uh, here's an example of when Jesus uh, went with his disciples and his mother, and they went to this wedding in Cana. I've been there in Cana in Israel. If you ever get a chance, it's kind of fun to go by there and see this place. So they were at this wedding, and they were uh, celebrating, which usually took several days. It's a big celebration, not like ours, which we do in one day, but they, they did it over several days. And they ran out of wine. They ran out of things to feed. And and um, Jesus' mother said, well, ask Jesus what to do and do what he says. And so the servant said, and when they took and poured the water out as he turned it, it a miracle took place of it turning into wine, as you may know the story very well. Uh, Jesus taking care of this incident, you know, of someone else's need which seemed rather minor. No one was dying, no one was, but it would have ruined the wedding. Oh, it would have been a terrible thing. But anyway, any fashion, Jesus did that. I was uh, interested that in the recording of this in the Gospel of John, when he was talking about this in chapter 2, he said that, and added this little bit on the, on the back of it in verse chapter 2, verse 11, what Jesus did here in Cana, of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed him. 
It was one of the many things that Jesus did that expanded them in their understanding of what Jesus' ministry would be. It is by looking at the Gospel of John that we find these many things that John shared with us about what would happen, what happened around Jesus' life, what would happen to the disciples and others as they would believe and see the many things that he did. It is a remarkable gospel. It's my favorite of the gospels. It's my favorite book of the Bible because it shares with me the great themes of Jesus and his wonderful power and his wonderful love for us. One third of the Gospel of John is spent on the Passion Week of Christ, the last week of Christ's life before he was crucified. And John wanted us to make sure we understood the divine nature of Christ and his human nature that we might identify with him. So this wedding today, I'm delighted that we're going to have this. It'll be a wonderful occasion. Weddings are wonderful, happy occasions. And I'm delighted that they, this couple has decided to come in and get, uh, get themselves married here together. It's very small. They don't have a lot of family around. So it is a wonderful occasion. I'm glad we can be part of it. But today, let's remember the great, wonderful miracles of Christ and how he showed himself to be the Messiah, the anointed one, the one chosen to take and to be part of our lives and how he dealt with us and how he loves us. Well, God bless you today. Let me have prayer with you before we cut off. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you so much for having this wedding today. I ask you be with Monica and with Dane as they go forward with their lives together as husband and wife. You've inspired love within them and you inspire love within our hearts too. May we love our fellow men. May we respond to others as you would. And I thank you for the testimony of Jesus at the wedding and also throughout the Gospel of John to testify of the great truths of you. Bless us today as we start this brand new week. Please help this pandemic to ebb and to flow and to be gone. Protect us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. Have a great day.